Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens Podcast. My name is Gray. I am joined by Josh. Hello, Josh. What is up? Happy transfer window closure day. It is. It is. At least for the clubs that matter. Screw you, Europe. Don't care. Um, so that that is over. We will be talking about that a bit during, well, probably more than a bit during this particular podcast. Um, but we do have to start with the bad news. Um, the bad news being that as I saw this, I remembered very vividly the discussion that we had on our previous podcast about how the nature of knee injuries and severe knee injuries and severe leg injuries can often take a while to manifest itself and that if you're trying to judge a guy by whether he walks off or whatnot, get the fools, Aaron. <laughs> you're probably making a mistake. And uh, we didn't do that in the last episode, but um, we kind of did. And now we are paying for our sins as Leroy Sane needs surgery on a partially torn ACL. We'll be out for a while. Um, obviously, City are not going to put a specific date on this, especially since the surgery hasn't been performed yet, which has a lot to do, I'm sure has a lot to do with the recovery time. The one figure I saw banded about was six months, which would put him back. You know, six months is mid-February, which, you know, in theory, that is title running and the Champions League knockouts, assuming City make it there. But that also doesn't take into account that he won't immediately come back match fit. Might take a little longer. It might take a little less time. Um, there will there will be a process of getting him match fit. Um, even once they do that, there's no guarantee that he'll be back up to speed even before the end of the season. So in essence, um, you know, any anything meaningful you get from Leroy Sané this season has just become um, a bonus. It's, first of all, this is your nightmare scenario for the Community Shield. It's like, just no, nobody got hurt, and especially seriously hurt, and now if someone's gotten seriously hurt, um, much to the Liverpool Echo's delight. And According to the Liverpool Echo, they took the better penalties in that shootout. Oh. Did you see the tweet that they've had to delete and apologize for? Uh, I didn't see it. I, I, I only saw the, 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 the column that they, the, the quote column that they wrote that had the recap where it said, uh, city, city, <laughs> city beat Liverpool five, four on penalties, but Liverpool took the better penalties. And it was like, well, if they did, they would have won, but all right. What, 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 what did they have to delete? Oh, they ran a story about Sané's injury, but like, you know, how. You know the, the classic way that, that the British tabloid newspapers tease stories. It's, it's very clickbaity, um, right? And, and it's like, you know, this this could, you know, for the transfer stories, like this could have huge repercussions on blah blah. blah. It's like a nineteen year old from Stoke that they're about that might sign, you know, stuff like that. Um, well, uh, they they posted an article on Sonny's injury, and I believe the tagline was something like. This could be good news for Liverpool's title challenge with like an emoji, like the, the you clench teeth emoji with it. They had to take it down and apologize. They're getting ripped apart by the national football writers. Best part is this is not the first time they've done this because they posted an article on, Liver on Liverpool's title odds shortening after Bruyne got hurt last year. So. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm never really surprised by anything that comes out of the Echo. Of course, that it's a, it's a, it, it, they're they're nothing if not loyal. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, it's almost a shame that local papers in 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 the states can't be that biased mm-hmm. towards their. I mean, some do, the, but the tribal, they're egregious. The mentality has swept up all on its path, and that includes the local newspapers who have to cater to said tribes now. And it's it's like, kind of bad. There's no longer a bottom. I mean, they, you know, they got criticized so harshly that, that there was sort of a forced bottom, but, eh, yeah, for all the good it does. Anyway, um... Yeah, so this is basically the worst case scenario for everyone involved because it almost certainly means Bayern transfers off, which means, so that that's bad case scenario for Bayern. For the player, obviously, this is a huge setback for the player. Um, obviously, you're, you're talking about possibly a whole a kind of a lost season. And for City, they, they're, they're losing either way because they're losing out on either a significant transfer fee or, you know, actually having him. <laughs> so it's kind, no, of, a, no it's kind of a bummer on that regard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess this makes Riyad Mahrez a bit more essential than yeah. people would have liked him to be. And, and the, the one, I guess it's, I'm not even going to call it a silver lining, I guess if, if there's, from a club perspective, We've read numerous occasions that City did not plan to bring in the Leroy Sané replacement if they sold him. So they had obviously done some preliminary planning on this exact scenario, just not in this exact way. Um, so they obviously have an idea in mind of how they intend to go about this. Um, I would imagine that it's going to involve a whole lot of Riyad Mahrez. Um, but, you know... They're loaded up in the midfield, that's the good news. They're not really loaded up on the wings. Because um, you're talking about Sterling, and you're talking about Mares, and then you're talking about having to get creative, which probably involves moving Bernardo Silva back into that role, which gives you a lot more game time for David Silva, although it's good news for Ilkay Gundogan, perhaps, who just signed a new contract after spending a lot of time looking like that wasn't going to happen. Um, which is not a minor piece of news that we'd probably be remiss not to mention. Um, but, they, you know, that's, that could put him in line for a bigger role, but it also means that everything else has gotten a lot more fragile, and one other high-profile injury means you're really starting to test your depth. Yeah, that's that's kind of what has me initially worried um, about this, is I'm not... I'm not entirely sure uh not entirely sure what Mares is going to become I and mean, neither you nor I have have lofty expectations for the dude it kind of You can have a little bit of hope because of how well he ended the previous season and he had a really good Afcon but the Afcon's obviously entirely um you, you hold out hope that the, the end of last season was perhaps a sign of what was to come, but also it's impossible to, to forget just what the majority of the season looked like. Yeah, and, and all right, so 
Why? I, I want to ask you a question, though. If you're Manchester City, I need you to give me the the best reason you can come up with as to why, even if you had this deal worked out with Bayern or it felt like it was, you know, could could come down the pipeline. Why is it that you look at Leroy Sané and say, ah, we don't have to worry about replacing him? What about what about 16 goals and 18 assists says I don't need to I'm uh, not sure. I think this might go back to a portion of City's transfer policy that we have discussed with some frustration on this show before, which is that if they don't think the perfect player is available, they don't compromise. And they just throw it away. It's, it's like the, the it's like going, going, um, going shopping in an upscale clothing outlet, and God, I sound like Mark Goldbridge. It's like, it's it's like going to like some upscale clothing outlet if they don't have the exact piece that you want, and it's just like, oh, these other five thousand dollar outfits are not worth my time. And I guess to a degree I understand that thinking, but I also think that there are certain points where you do have to sort of, yeah, good enough. You know, I think they could do a job here. And it's the same reason they didn't sign a center back this summer. I think that same principle is what prevented them from doing that, because they earmarked Harry Maguire, but they also wouldn't pay the price tag for Harry Maguire. And um, they would doesn't seem like they were willing to pay seventy million for Nathan Ake, which I completely understand. But when you don't when you when you're putting when you're sticking so closely to those principles, then you're gonna be left empty handed sometimes. And I think that the center back situation is an instance where that happened. And I think the Leroy Sané situation, because it seems to develop late in the window that they, you know, okay, you know, put a price tag on them for buy or either pay or not pay. Um, and, and I think that principle is what is keeping them from actually going for what would have kept them. It's too late now, obviously, but from, from going for anyone in the summer. It it doesn't feel like they felt a sense of urgency. Like I, I'm starting to think that they may feel that that Mares coming on in the Afcon is is a way for them to sort of mitigate this. If Leroy Sané did decide he wanted to go to Bayern, now I've already talked about yeah. Sané, but they also have Zinchenko, who was a winger before this happened. And now with Cancelo, you could no, do... Cancelo's a right back, Zinchenko's a left back. Right, but Cancelo, Cancelo did say in his thing that he would he was there to play. He says he's he said, I'm a right back, but I will play whatever position is necessary and I expect to play multiple positions. So obviously Cancelo was informed and I'm not saying he takes the side of that. I'm just saying that is an option. They've used the Myrick report at left back before. They could also do really have as much depth to do that now anymore right they could also do a three five two uh you know uh if they wanted to using the other tweak here is if you can keep benjamin many fit for more than a week at a time then that 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 frees you up a bit it's not something i'm counting on but in the hypothetical possibility that did happen it does free you up a bit 
to use a guy like Zinchenko somewhere else because then you could have Mendy and Angelino providing the left back cover. So I guess there's versatility. But the City, especially players that Guardiola himself has brought in, City are always going to throw, show outsized faith in these, you know, I say outsized. They're going to show a lot of faith in these players. You know, Guardiola is not the type of guy who's going to look at Riyad Mahrez after last season and be like after one year, oh, I was completely wrong. I screwed that up to hell. <laughs> and he's going to say, no, I saw something in him when I bought him, and I still see it. And and I'm not going to give up on that. No, that's not always a good idea, but that is just a simple way that the club and the manager operate. And I'm fine with that because, you know, Pep's seen a lot of things that other people didn't think to look for. Yeah. So he's, if he – These guys train them. If he still feels that Mares has some sort of complementary role with the team, or if he can, like I said, mitigate the loss of Leroy Sané in some way, shape, or form, then, you know, whatever, man. Like, I, it's really sort of a wait and see with Mares. We'll see how he gets off, you know? Do, does does go, he start well? could go back to one of your favorite suggestions, which is, can Gabriel Jesus play on the way? And we saw a little bit of that. Uh, with so Brazil. You brought that up before. And this I mean, might be a time that, you know, desperate times call for certain measures. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not desperate yet, but there is, I think, a sense of urgency to find a solution here. I, I certainly think that Riyad Mahrez is probably better on the left hand side. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't I don't see him being impactful on the right hand side and and it feels like they have to accommodate him on that right hand side even if it means moving Sterling to left winger and and like I mean obviously Sterling has had uh, you know two extraordinary seasons in a row so it's not as though he's struggling to adapt to these things that are being asked of him left or right side. He finds a way to, 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 to make a difference and impact the game. But last year I noticed that they did a lot more shoehorning to make sure Riyad Mahrez was, was on one side. I'm curious if that's going to be a bit more flexible this year with Sané out with him being a primarily left winger even though they do invert him at times. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the nice thing is that you do have the Swiss Army knife that is Bernardo Silva here. Having Bernardo Silva on your side covers a lot of issues. It solves a lot of problems. I know that we have talked about, you know, perhaps his future's in the middle, but he has also shown that he can produce at a world-class level on the wing. And I think that that, 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 I think, is going to be the first solution they look at. You put Bernardo Silva on a wing, and then you can put Rodri at the base of the midfield, and you have a fit De Bruyne to play midfield. And then you can sort of work Silva and Gundogan around. I, 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 Silva's obviously aging. He didn't show his best form last season. Gundogan is not a natural fit for that role. But you know you're you're gonna have to, to you're gonna have to shuffle some guys around and you're gonna have to lean on some guys. So I think personally that's going to be the first solution to this problem and they'll see how well that works and if it works great and if it doesn't, they have options. They do they don't have as many options as I think they would like to or we would like them to, but they have some options. 
They seem to not be bothered by those options they either, seem, you know. They seem to be pretty confident with what they've got. So I hope that they know what they're doing. I think it's fair to say that on the events of the last two years, they seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, it's... We've it's, kind of reached a benefit of the doubt point with this club that... that we, we really just, have. They've, they've just made everything work so flawlessly over the last two seasons. That, well, and, and I remember this time last year, you and I were both like, all right, I, I don't know how City are going to get by this year with just Fernandinho. Like, it feels like it's going to be a lot harder to repeat with him. And, and in truth, it was. It kind of, I mean, City City did fall behind set, you know, seven points. In, in December when they didn't have him, yeah. Yeah, they fell but, behind but seven the, the points. The key of the season was Gundogan suddenly taking to that role like a fish to water. And that, that changed the dimensions of everything. I mean, and if I, you had told me before the start of last season that yeah, they're not going to get a, not only are they not going to get a Fernandinho replacement, but De Bruyne is barely going not going to feature regularly due to repeated injuries. I'm like, oh god, somebody else is going to win this, but that didn't happen. Oh, it was uh, really weird. It was really weird. Um, so yeah, I think I think we have our personal concerns, but at this point, the club has earned a hefty degree of faith. Especially when it comes to attacking football, like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to sweat them on that front. Trying to make these things work, um, <clears throat> so I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but um, it's, it, we're over the point where where the club seems to to have. There's really not much else you can do. You no, you yeah. you have you have Windows, to take the cop Windows out answer. We cannot sit yeah. here and be like, well, here's a list of players that they should throw together deals for. They can't do that now. So it's done. It's, it's over. <laughs> Even if should, they wanted to do that, it's over. Do we talk about their uh, most important signing? Let's talk about real quick. S- Scott Carson. <laughs> I assume that's what we're talking about. Champions League winner Scott Carson. Those pictures he took—it was like a guy who just won like a reality show competition and didn't know what was happening to him. City now have two goalkeepers that have won the Champions League and Ederson. That's right. <laughs> and Ederson. And Ederson. Ederson. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel great for that guy though because I think he knows the role. You know. Bring in the third goalkeeper so that they don't have to recall. My head. They don't have to like do an R.O. Murich recall in case somebody gets hurt. Um, so from that sense, okay, I get it. But the guy just like imagine getting that call a day before the transfer window, and you're playing your 33 year old goalie playing at Derby. And playing and playing at Derby, and it's like your your agent walks up, Scott. Scott, <laughs> would you like to play for Manchester City? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, did you? What, are we talking FIFA here? Like, what, what, what? Hey, I don't do esports. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you want me? You want me to come play Man City and FIFA against just, who? I would just stare at him. I was like, "Are you taking the piss right now? This isn't funny, you know." Like, yeah. like, I'm really not amused right now. Like the window's closing, you know. The window's closing. I'm stuck here in Darby, and now you're talking to me about Man City. I don't find this funny, Mister Agent. Can you, can you give it a break? No, I'm serious. <laughs> you want me to give you the phone and have you call Pep Guardiola? I'm like, oh, okay. 
I was like, uh, oh, the guy, that's got to be the move of a lifetime, to say the least. You, 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 I also believe, and I truly believe this in my heart, that this means at some point in the season, Scott Carson is going to become cause celebrate, okay? He is. Like, at some point this season, fans are going to rally behind Scott Carson because because it's just the most Manchester City thing to do. Like some somewhere along the line, fans are going to be like, come on, Pep, give him a game, give him a game. And then they'll be looking and it'll be like, if they wrap up the title with games to spare, I want to see Scott Carson start a game. Damn it. Ah, I do too. That's like miles, miles, miles out of sight, but that's the dream. Or, or even, or even just to see, like qualify? Scott Carson in like an FA Cup game what, what against like. For the, what if they secure the top spot in the Champions League group with like a game to go? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, Carson <laughs> leading the team out for a European night as the Champions League anthem blares throughout the stadium. Scott's like, I know what it takes to win this. What dreams are made of? Imagine if he was at home and they booed the anthem. He stood there and booed with them. He would immediately become a cult hero. <laughs> he's just standing on the sideline. Instead of holding the little kid's hands, he's got the hands cupped over his mouth. A top ten moment in Manchester City history. Sitting there, boo! It'd be like, is our goalie booing? Yeah, he appears to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of our own. He's one of our own, Scott. Carson. I, I, either, own. either that or the little kid with him is named Boo Earns. I don't, I just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is headcanon now. Uh, um, listen, listen, we're, we're doing our best to make Scott Carson cause celebra. That's, that's at some point this season, I am going to have a Scott Carson special and I may have you cause you got to go on the, the blue moon podcast at some time this year. We know Dave will get us on. You have to go on there and stump for Scott Carson. That'll just, that'll be our calling card this season is we'll stump for Scott. That's it. <laughs> I want to go over this real quick before we move on. Go for um, it. This is Bayern Munich's. This is a quote from Bayern Munich sporting director. Um, it's it's not Hernes or Rumi or anyone. It's a name. It's a name that I don't want to butcher. It's just one of the sporting directors. And 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 I, before I say this, I want to recall the the glee with which Bayern has spent the entire window openly talking about Leroy Sané and how he's going to play for Bayern and he's going to be a a, a key player for Bayern Munich. This is a Bayern Munich sporting director today after the extent of his injury was announced by the club. Um, he's a Manchester City player. We wish him a speedy recovery. I hope you'll understand we won't comment on the interest in signing him. Go screw yourselves. All of a sudden, oh, we can't sign him. Oh, we can't comment on Leroy Sané. That would not be appropriate. He's another. He, belong, he's from another, he plays for another club. Like, now he does. You know, I used to beat them to the title in the Bundesliga this year, but I hope somebody does it. I used to like Bayern, and then I was like, why? Why do I like Bayern? Like, <laughs> what? What good reason do I have to like Bayern? Stop and sit down. And it's like, why am I? Why? Why am I chosen? Why am I chosen this? This life? Like, I also wonder if Klopp had won that Champions League, is he still at Liverpool? Hmm. Well, maybe. They already had Guardiola lined up at that point. 
Oh, I don't think he would have been City's guy. I was oh, thinking one no. about Man United or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not But speaking of Man United, they got dragged by Pizza Hut. We should get, imagine they dragged by Pizza Hut, man. That's a hard one. That's a hard one to take. Like, that's, that's I, a, if, you, if you're at a point where you're getting dragged on Twitter by Pizza Hut, it's time to sit down and risk. Or any fast food restaurant. Or any fast food restaurant. That's true. But with that, that in particular, that's, it's time to have a seat and like yeah, think think about what you've done. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Let's let's look at the top six because I have this inkling to talk about some of the players these other clubs have have signed. I mean, we're already here, right? Yes. In our last podcast, I very I mentioned that I very much wanted to sit down and discuss City's top six rivals, and I'm not. And we're going to keep it more or less exclusive to top six because I think Everton have had a good window. Boy is Keane playing for Everton. What the hell? What the actual hell is that? Yeah, I've baffles me to no end, but that's a great deal for them. I mean, Everton were trying to line up some deals this off season. Like they've been very ambitious the last couple of windows, and I applaud them for it. I, I do too. Like they're trying. It's, it's they're really they're good. trying. It's great that these these teams that are outside of the traditional top six um, are are aggressively trying to bring it in. You know. If you'd gone five years ago and said, yeah, Everton are going to sign Moise King, you'd say, well, then his career went way south. But it really yeah. hasn't. No. <laughs> it really hasn't done that. Um, and I mean, Leicester have brought Yuri Tielemans on a permanent deal. I think that's going to be really nice for them. And I think Leicester are going to be a team to watch this season because I think Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. But um, we're going to limit ourselves to the top six. And, and my thinking is we can go from six to one straight down here from last season's. Finish. Let's 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 start with the Champions League runners up or the 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 uh, Europa League runners up Arsenal. Oh, are we going to start with Arsenal? Are they? Weren't aren't they six? No. Our our, our dear neighbors were six. That's right. Yeah. So we can get right into that. Manchester United have signed. Well, first of all, they let Andreas left for PSG on a free. They let uh, Antonio Valencia return to South America, and Romelu Lukaku after is it two seasons or three seasons? I don't remember which. Um, but he's off to Inter, seventy-three million. Um, and- I was surprised too because I thought yeah. that I I thought that Icardi was going to, and Icardi still may leave Inter, but, but I, I thought that Icardi was, was going to go the opposite way. The way yeah. um, and here's the thing about Lukaku is that it was two seasons. It's 16 goals in the league in 2017-18, uh, 12 goals in the league last year. He more or less lost his spot toward the end of the season. That's not a small amount of goals to replace. And United's only signing is this summer. Erwan Bissaka from Crystal Palace for $50 million. That's a right back. I actually like that for them. I think it'll help them. Um, Harry Maguire from Leicester, $80 million. I think he'll help them. Daniel James from Swansea for $15 million. They're, I mean, Daniel James is an attacker, but he's not an established one yet. There's no, you know, we heard all this about Jadon Sancho to start the window. They have signed no established attackers. No. When that's really been a big problem for the last couple in, of years. In, in fact, you could argue that Man United, no, well, you, you wouldn't have to argue. It's just pretty 
pretty well blatantly just right there in front of them. They've they've taken their attack from from up here to down here by getting rid of Lukaku and adding nobody. Lukaku's like a really good link up player that I think in the right system he could he could absolutely thrive. Dukaku is a goal scorer, dude. He really is. He's a good player. I just don't. I just don't think United are necessarily a good team. They don't know what. I mean, it's, it, there's a long history in the last couple of years of United getting talented players and having no idea what to do with them. And United have also become very bad at offloading players. Like they had a lot of guys that they wanted to get off the books but didn't. I mean, in theory, they could still sell a couple guys overseas, but it doesn't seem you know Darmian and Romo, but it doesn't exceptional likely that they're, you know, and and then you, you look at the attack, and it's the same attack that they've had, more or less, minus Lukaku. Who's going to lead the line for them? Rashford or Martial? One of those two? I don't know. Um, <laughs> neither of them are really pure goal scorers. I, and, and no, Rashford's a creative type. Rashford's a I mean, he player. can score. You know, they're both, they, can, they both can score, but they both kind of to me, they fit better as playing off a main striker, um, and and then they kind of like had this toward the end of the window. This just sort of desperate flailing search for anything that you know they they try to get Dybala, that didn't happen. They briefly tried to get Christian Eriksen from Tottenham, but they got the sense that he'd rather go to Real Madrid or play in Spain, so they backed out of that. And I don't know how that one would have made sense. Anyway. They have you know. <laughs> I, I joked on Twitter, it's just like United's just going to play with every player central next, you know. They're, they're, no, their whip is just sort of being forced into the center, and they just adding a cent, tried to keep adding central players. In the end, they didn't add any of them. I don't know what direction this club is heading in, but I certainly don't think they're significantly better enough this season to challenge for a top, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be there at the end. Is he going to last the season? Because he's already burned off more or less all of his goodwill after how they ended last season, which was a complete disaster for them. Um, and obviously no Champions League to save himself this year, which has helped save him last year, that PSG tie. It's not going to happen this year. So... I think that that club's in a messy spot, and they can't seem to attract the players they want, and they can't seem to offload the players they want, and that's a pretty tough Yeah, especially if you look at the Dibala, the Dibala situation, where it looked like deep, like Man United were trying to go after Dibala, and uh, he rejected them, and then Tottenham went in for him, and he's like, yeah, okay, I'm fine with going to Tottenham, and... Uh, the only reason they didn't get him is because a third party owned his image rights. <laughs> Which true job of Italian transfers. Oh uh, my! You know what though? I was rooting for those image rights yesterday. I'm like, no, Tottenham really yeah. don't need to Tottenham get that. Tottenham have done enough. We're gonna talk about Tottenham. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them getting in the top four. I don't. No. I don't. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'll be stunned if they're top four. I don't see that happening. Um, so really, I think our statement is that that club's in stasis, and it does. I don't see them as a huge threat. No. No. All right. Nor I. So now we can talk Arsenal. Um, interesting window for them. Weird window. They a good window. I think they got a pretty good window. Nicholas Pepe from Lille, seventy-two million. That's the big one. Um, and Kieran Tierney from Celtic, a a fullback, twenty-five million. 
Aaron Ramsey left, but we knew that before the end of last season. They sold to Wobie, too. Wobie got sold to Everton. I don't think this, I don't know if this got finalized. There was a ton of talk about it, but they were in for David Luiz. Yes, David Luiz is finalized. Did they finalize that? Yes, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal have already tweeted David Luiz. Weird as hell, but. Yeah, uh, Frank Lampard tells him to go do one at the training, (laughs) and then they sell him the next day. Luis's career arc is the weirdest thing, because the guy has a reputation for being just a comical defender, but he's bounced from Chelsea to PSG, back to Chelsea to Arsenal. Everywhere he turns, every time someone wants to get rid of him, there's someone else queuing up for him. It's it's, it's a uh, very strange career. <laughs> but 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 at the same token, like I can't objectively say that he makes Arsenal's defense worse. Like no, their defense was so shambolic. Like please yeah, tell yeah. me you saw. Please tell me you saw their at least the goal they gave up against Barca in their preseason game. I didn't. Okay, so. In the most Arsenal of Arsenal ways that they could go about this, uh, they're playing Barca in a preseason game. And and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, um, out of build-up, mind you, scores just – oh, dude, it's just a beautiful one-touch churn rocket shot that the goalie has just – I mean, he peers kind of toward the top of the box, but the goalie just had no chance at it. I mean, it just came way too quickly. It was a beautiful goal, beautifully set up, one-touch football, the kind of football you expect at Arsenal. And then not more than five minutes later, going the other way, the, the center defensive mid plays it back to... Uh, uh, the left back because, or, or I assume is the left back because they're getting pressed and the left back goes and passes it to the goalie who at the same time came all the way out to get the damn ball off the dude and the goalie and the other center back then watch the ball go into the net as Arsenal score on themselves in the most comical fashion. So this was before they picked up David Luiz about a week ago. So I can't honestly say having seen that. And I know it's the preseason, but come. I mean, you've got to see this goal. It was just really, really? Like you guys just scored on yourselves like that? It's just one of those. Everything went wrong. It was comical. Everything went wrong. Like, only left too, which only added, I would suspect, to their urgency. Um, so, I don't know what to make of Arsenal. I think Nicolas Pepe is going to be a good player in this mm-hmm. league. And I think Kieran Tierney will help them. But again, this is another club that I, I don't... I, I think they're better, but I don't know how much better. I mean, if you, if you look at it in the sense that they only finished one point off Tottenham last year, two points off Chelsea... So, if, if, but I don't know, you know, we're going to get to Tottenham. I think they're a lot better. But, I mean, if, 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 speaking personally, I think it's going to be a battle between Chelsea and Arsenal for four and five. And I mean, I, we'll get to Chelsea as well, obviously. I think Arsenal are better. I don't think they're a tough imagination. Um, I think they're better. I just don't know how much better. I, it, uh, the, they don't scream like enormously better. I think Unai Emery on the second year will help, but but I also think that I don't know if that defense has been thoroughly addressed enough to make them that much better. 
Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's been addressed. Um, I, I think that they are a, a much better club. I think that they're uh, definitely better this year. I don't think they're going to win the title, but I do think that they are top six material. I really do. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, Arsenal at the at the end of the day, fundamentally, are always Arsenal. <laughs> You, you, you kind of know what you're going to get with them. They, they can beat anyone on their day, but they'll also turn around and lose to, to, to the Southamptons and the Burnleys of the world. And Especially away from home, their form was so bad for, for a period of time last season. So I, I, can, I can see the danger in Arsenal, but I also don't see the threat, the, the huge threat from Arsenal. I think that for the first time they're on the right track for in a while. There's a coherent policy here. I, I think they're moving towards something, but I also think people underestimate just the state that club was in as recently as last season. Yeah, but it's amazing how things can turn around if you have yeah. a window like that and yeah. things start I mean, to click I mean, out of the at, gate. I mean, we're, we were looking at Chelsea a few years back, and it's just like, oh, they've completely, you know, they're back in top four. Um, so, you know, things can change quickly. I think Arsenal are on the right track, but on paper, I, I don't know. I don't really see them as having made that many strides. No, probably not. Let's talk about clubs that have made strides. Let's talk about Tottenham. Um, mm. I believe they confirmed the Ryan Sessegnon transfer today. They did. They did. And that goes along with Tangy and Nambele, a longtime Manchester City target for $55 million, and Giovanni Lachelso, who's a player I love, for $55 million. They didn't really have a bad window. Their like only, Their only real outgoing was Kieran Trippier that they have essentially used, brought in Sessegnon to replace him. Yeah. Sessegnon's going to be a better still, player than Trippier yeah, ever was, too. There's still persistent rumors that Christian Eriksen will be leaving before the window ends, but that's essentially why they brought in Lachelso. So, Tottenham, I think, have gotten better. And Gambelle signing, I think, is going to be a coup for them. I think he's going to turn out to be a real good player and give them something that they haven't had. I still question Mauricio Pochettino's big game strategies. Uh, but I think Tottenham will be right there at the end. I think last year was – I think they obviously overexceeded expectations by reaching the UCL final, but maybe that put a, I don't know, a, a squirt of water up Daniel Levy's butt to it finally – nice. I was just thinking it's nice to see Daniel Levy spending some money for like I don't I don't I don't know what really inspired him to start spending, but he's apparently spending. I, I so help but wonder if all those threats from Posh so you know, maybe if if we you know Champions League finals in a certain way, maybe I don't have to stick around. I I can't help but wonder. Because for all the questions about Posh's big game strategy and they are valid, the guy has taken Tottenham farther than they had been in a long, 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 long time. Oh yeah, and dude. Clearly clearly taken them beyond whatever what could have reasonably been. Tottenham fans did not win a single thing last year and they would take last season over almost any mm -hmm. I think that they you know outside of a title winning year. And that year. does I think speak to Posh's overall quality as a manager in terms of being able to build a club. 
because he hasn't had the depth to work with. And he hasn't, you know, he hasn't had the, the, the top level talent. A lot of it, they've developed some, obviously, Gary Kane, they've had Erickson for years. Um, Alar this turned out to be a really good defender, but a lot of that is down to shrewd business, homegrown development, and frankly, you know, developing, buying and developing players. Erickson was not what Erickson is now when they bought him. Alder had been, I think, like three flubs in three years when they bought him. Um, so obviously they've become very good at, at, at nurturing talent. And in that sense, I think in about, um, in Dembele and Lachelso have landed a really good club for them because they're still both still fairly young, but Tottenham has shown the ability to sort of take players and make them better. Yeah. Um, I don't see any way this club finishes outside of the top three. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can see them finishing top four, but that would have less to do with them and more to do with another club being unexpectedly good. Yeah. I think like I, I expect them to, yeah, I expect them to be in it. I don't know if they have the ability to keep up with Liverpool and City. I just, I, I don't. Their, their quality isn't that good. Yeah. But they may be if City and yeah. Liverpool have down years. Yeah, and the, the question that still lingers, which we'll get to more in depth when we discuss them, is whether what City and Liverpool have done is sustainable for another season. And if they come back a little bit and somebody moves forward a little bit, like if you put, <laughs> excuse me, if you put Tottenham at, at 80 points, which I believe is a, a nine-point nine improvement over last season or so, if you put Tottenham at 80 points and you bring City and Liverpool back closer to 90, I mean, that's still not a super close, but you've, you've that alone, you've more than halved the gap from last season between the yes. top two and everybody else. So, you know, I, I don't I don't think they're title challengers, but I also think that they're at the front of the chasing pack if something happens to the two teams that I think are title challengers. Yeah, that's probably more the case, if we're being real. Yeah. Um, all right, last year's third place team, Chelsea. This one's easy. Incomings, none. Transfer ban, yo. Um, they did technically sign Mateo Kovacic for 40 million, but they, because he had already been registered as a loan player last year, that's not really a new signing. Um, the big outgoing is Eden Hazard, 88.5 million to Real Madrid. Oliver Morata left as well, but they had already gotten rid of him. <sighs> new manager as well, Maurizio Sarri has given away to Frank Lampard. <sighs> this is a tough one for me, because there are talented youth players at this club that are going to have to get a chance now. But that's a big jump. I, yep. don't, I don't think they're title contenders. I, you know, they, you can't sell your best player and not replace him. And I mean, they couldn't replace him. But you can't sell your best player and not replace him and consider yourself better in any way, shape, or form. It's not happening. They're not better. And they were only in the top four by two points last season. So I think they're in for, I think they're in for a tough campaign because Frank Lampard, first of all, untested managerially at this level. Obviously yep. he knows the club better than anybody else could, but there's a big difference between knowing the club and making the club work. 
especially in that environment. You know, Frank Lampard, the player, was untouchable at Chelsea. You know, you, know, you, could, you could do no wrong. Frank mm. Lampard, the manager? Standard, Not so much. Standards suddenly change. Especially with him, with Roman, Roman Abramovich's itchy trigger finger at the, at the top, of the, at the top of the pyramid. And while you know, while while Lampard might get a little bit of extra rope as a Chelsea icon, Roberto Di Matteo is a Chelsea icon too. And frankly, he needed to win the Champions League just to get the permanent gig. So Abramovich has shown that sense mentality is not a barrier. When it comes to you know you know when it comes to, uh, to 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 making changes if things aren't working the way he wants them to. No, Roman Abramovich is kind of one of those dudes that has a hair trigger. I I I assume he assesses the situation much like I do, where you take a, a five minute survey of the situation and then make a decision. That's that's all I got on Roman Abramovich. Like, yeah, I mean, I I tend to make decisions like that, and they're not always the best decisions. So, I, based on what I've seen from Roman, he seems to be somewhat finicky as well. So that's my best guess as to how it goes down. I have no idea how Chelsea are going to do. I don't think they got demonstrably better. I think Chelsea are the biggest wild card of the entire top six. Because maybe things come together and they are more than the sum of their parts. Or maybe they're, you know, they are what you would think would happen to a club that, that made the top four by two points and then sold their best player didn't replace anybody. Which is logically, that doesn't, that doesn't look like a top four team. You'd think that someone would surpass them. And, and their best player is currently playing for Real Madrid, yeah. so... I have I mean, no it's idea. A big, that's not just you know best player. I mean that's that's different from your average club selling your best player. That is selling one of the best players it, in the league. You're selling your talisman too. Yeah, that's 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 your guide. That guy dragged them through uh, some real crap teams. That he was the main attraction for some teams that frankly didn't have many other attractions. It's so, kind of. It, it, it's kind of weird in in that same regard. Like, I mean, Eden Hazard. Let's 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 run down a list of his accomplishments. You know, Liga, Coupe de France, Premier League twice, FA Cup twice, EFL once, uh, Europa League twice. Like, I mean, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> FIFA World Cup third place. You know, Balloon Door finishes third. Premier League Player of the Year. Like, I mean, not Young just, Player of the play, Year. Not just FIFA World Cup third place, but probably one of the two key players on that team. Along with yeah. Brian, you know, he's if, if you're if you're the guy for club and country, that says a lot about about you. And he has more or less been that. Really, the one player that I always wanted at City that they never could get. Um, yeah, I, I love him. I love but, him as a player, but but you know that's that's not a guy that you can replace internally. That's a guy that you have to spend 120 million at at least to replace. Uh, and obviously, they didn't have the luxury of being able to do that this summer. So I I don't I think this might be a building year for Chelsea. Honestly, 
I do think that, that in that sense, because of that, there will be a degree of patience with Frank Lampard, um, as long as the, like the bottom doesn't completely fall out. But I think that they will want to see some of the youngsters come through and improve, and as long as they can make top six, I don't think that's good enough, but the circumstances are beyond his control. Um, so I, I don't want to say that, that Roman's going to go easy on Chelsea this year, but I also can see a scenario in which they get a bit more patience from the hierarchy owing to the circumstances, and it's just sort of treated as a rebuilding year, which I think it has to be. Um, but I don't know that a rebuilding year involves top four here. Somebody's going to have to finish in the top four. I know. We've nailed down three teams here, and the fourth is just like, well... <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps does anybody does anybody want to finish fourth? Perhaps Moyes Keane will fire Everton to to glory. That'll be the day. It's really going to be Brendan Rodgers and Leicester, and then Brendan Rodgers will come out. But it wouldn't shock me if that makes sense. Brendan Rodgers will come out with like some saying about how he also could have led Liverpool to Champions Glory if he'd just been given a little bit more time. It's character, character, and top players, man. Speaking of Liverpool, obviously the well-known second-place finish last year. Incomings: Seth Vanderberg, Harvey Elliott, Adrian, Adrian. In other words, no one's who's really going to contribute to them. Um, nor did they lose anyone. This is essentially the exact same team as last year. Yep. And there's two ways to look at that. <laughs> one, cool. Everybody knows each other. Everybody already knows what to do. Uh, they've already had success. Two, as we've talked about many times with Manchester City, if you're not going forwards, you're going backwards. At least in the Premier League. So, I, I should comment, they did lose Daniel Sturridge, who played a bit part role for them last year. Mm. But that's not, you know. I don't, I don't know that that will be the difference between success and failure for Liverpool Football Club. Um, yeah, quiet, quiet summer. I think they're just going to look for like guys like Navi Keita. Navi Keita? I'm pronunciations. Guys like that to sort of contribute more than they did last season. Um, but I don't... And, and I'm not saying this to be critical because I said the same thing about Manchester City last year. I don't know that they're going to be able to do that again. There were some, they had, I, there were some fortuitous things that happened to Liverpool last season. And uh, VAR will have a word this season at certain points if they start having again, is the thing. And by no means am I saying that Liverpool's success last season was solely down to dodgy officiating. But they benefited from a few calls that got them a few extra points. That, that will suddenly be reviewable this season. And they'll have the same team, and regression to the mean is a thing. It is a thing, but at the same time, you could look at Real Madrid, who stood pat for three years, and during those three years won three Champions Leagues. Now, you, yeah, of course... What, what you, 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 okay, fair, 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 fair. I was, I, was, I was just going to say, now the flip side to that is domestically, they kind of just fell off, fell apart, and now have to have go through a complete rebuilding process uh, as a result of, of their lack of attention over those three years. 
But the point there is that it is possible to stay pat and find success. Uh, I mean, recently we've seen a team do this. I just it. I, I kind of feel like Liverpool looked at their squad and said, we have no real reason to upset this. Like what what good can come from it? We we. You know, finished on 97 points for the Champions League winners. Um, why do we, we, we the only we we just need more local success is is what they're going to look at. And there is something to be said for, you know, if the right player is not out there, don't <laughs> don't sign, him. you know, yeah, don't don't sign a guy for the sake of signing a guy um, because that's pointless and you're you know, you're. What, what what what's what's the reasoning behind that? Who knows? Who cares? So yeah, absolutely. I can I can totally understand that. But I there is a risk. There's an inherent risk in that approach, and I think we both agree on that. There is a risk. Yeah. I I don't know how big Liverpool will feel it though. Yeah, uh, but, but like you know, you watch Tottenham improve, and I don't like we said. I don't know that Tottenham have done enough in what we know to improve the gap. To, to close the gap with Liverpool, even with Liverpool signing no one. But City have improved, and I mean, we're going to talk about that. But, I, you know, the team that finished ahead of you improved. And that's a, that's a, tricky, that's a tricky line to walk. Um, and, and it's a risky line to walk. So, I don't have, you know, speaking from a Liverpool perspective, which I love doing, I can I can definitely see the the thinking behind it. I can see why you know they're confident in what they have, and they have reason to be confident in what they have. That is a damn good team, one of the best in Europe, in fact. Mm-hmm. But there's a risk that you're taking if your if your if your priority is domestic success, um, and the giant domestic roadblock that sits in front of you has gotten better. Not saying that you need to make it an arms race because just be, you, you should never have a reactive transfer policy. Is my thinking on these things? You should be signing players because they fit with your team, not because you're looking at what other teams are doing. It's like, oh god, we need to do something. Um, but but I think that that you know, we we've talked with City that you, you can't really stand still in this league, or someone will catch you. Yeah, someone is going to catch you. Yeah. I mean, but the thing with Liverpool is, is that they've been trying to do the catching. So, yeah, I, I think that we both agree, though, that they're going to finish top two. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't be surprised if Liverpool eventually win the league this yeah. year. There's got to be a point where City take their focus to Champions League and Liverpool take their focus to actually delivering that league title that their fans want. I, tr- I honestly believe that. I, I think there's got to come a point where Pep will be like, all right, I, I want to win this stupid Champions yeah, League. I've, look, I've, 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 we've already shown you what we can do full firepower domestically. Yeah, like there's no point. Like Pep can just grab up an FA Cup or a, or a, a, a League Cup and, and a Champions League victory to call it good. And Liverpool can take home the league title. Something tells me that City fans would be fine with a Champions League crown. Yeah. I have my doubts about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I've always I don't know what I'd do with it. I don't know how yeah. I'd feel. Like, I'd be like, oh. 
So this is what it's like, huh? I just get the consistent sense that in, in, in stark contrast with the actual club hierarchy, City fans would be perfectly happy to just win the league and be done with it. Um, but let's talk about City's window now that it's actually closed. Um, obviously, the big ad was Rodri. Um, and, uh, of course, Scott Carson. Yep. And the myth, the legend. Angelino has come in, um, and Joe Cancelo, who I spent the entire summer thinking was a ruse. Definitely not a ruse. Uh, no. And Fabian Dolph off to Everton, Danilo off to Juventus. So, I would say they've more or less effectively replaced the two players that left, and they've, they've added quality. They have. They've I really quality. like what City did I, this I, window. I, you, know, you know, if not for the Sane injury, I would say, you know, I this team is... Where, where's the weakness? And, that, and that's really the thing, is that for City's weaknesses to be exposed, it basically does come down to injuries or, you know, priorities falling elsewhere. I think that they, they've legitimately reached that point where they've just so, they've become so ruthlessly efficient. And, and I love that they've, they've gone out and they've, they've really aggressively added after winning the title again. Um, they have, they're not resting on their laurels, and they know there's an urgency at the higher levels of this club to win the Champions League. And these moves were made with that in mind. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Like, it's great to keep winning the league, but but I, I think fans want to mix. I do. I do. It's great to keep winning the league, though. I mean, I'm not going to get tired of it. I, I, I'll tell you this. I would happily trade the other two cups for for a double, though a league a league title, Champions League double. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if you if you win the double, then you can. Well, I don't care what happens with the domestic trophies. Um, and obviously, the Champions League is a crapshoot. So much of it depends on the draw. So much of it depends on form. So much of it depends on stupid things like Barcelona not screwing everything up. Um, so, you know, we don't know. But I, I, I do think that the club is as well positioned to win the Champions League as they've ever been. There, there comes a certain point where, you know, you do everything you can, you bring in everyone you can, and at a certain point it's down to luck and strategy within the, within the course of the season. And I think that they're there. I, I, I swear to God, I'm hoping so, man. I am. <laughs> I... I, I... I just look. I when you look at what Cancelo can do, and Man City have released a video of him messing around in practice, and it's like, okay, like the 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 attitude is there to start the season. Those fresh blood signings are in to revitalize the squad and remind them that competition is still happening. It's still a loaded center pitch. There are a lot of guys who are going to want to see time. Guys are going to have to compete. Guys are going to have to be on their A game. I like that. It's going to be crowded on the wings, too. These guys are going to have to step up and deliver their play. Mendy is going to either deliver this season or he's going to be a lost cause. Kyle Walker is either going to have to to, to learn to contribute it a little bit more offensively, or he may be replaced by Xiao Cancelo. Like, I like that there is still 
at amount of 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 competition and edge to this squad, there is still going to be top players that would start at another club fighting for their spot on this team, fighting to get the playing time, to get the game time, to get the start instead of the sub. So to me, that has me optimistic for the season. With that said, let's look at West Ham. Yeah, I like you know West Ham are another one of those clubs that you know as we preview the game this weekend. Um, there's talent there. They held on to Declan Rice, um, the, the side that's potentially increasing the chances that he is ultimately signed by Man City when when that time does come. Um, Arnautovic is gone. The city has really, really run riot at this ground over the last couple of years. Since Pep has arrived, West Ham has been a club that they just have not had trouble with. No. Um, which is funny because they, they're, it's a club that has been more talented than some clubs that City have had trouble with. Um, but, you know, obviously we know Manuel Pellegrini well. Uh, we know what he's all about. We know what that means. He's going to play a 4-4-2. 4-4-2. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and it'll be interesting to see if the second year issues that cropped up during his time at Man City also crop up at West Ham. Um, but as it stands, I don't see any reason why City can't win this game. Um, no, this should be a walkover. I mean, if you just look at the history with this club, if you look at the, the Tarantown show, um, there's a discrepancy here. And this is this is, a, this is friendly confines for Manchester City over the last few years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mark Noble, you know, Robert Snodgrass, like, or, you know, they're not exactly talking about the most difficult squad. I mean, Jack Wilshire, like, I mean, this this is a game that on its face, City should win 2-0, 3-1. Yeah, it's a mid-table team. They, 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 they may score. They shouldn't be in danger of relegation, but they shouldn't challenge for, like, top six either. No. That's, that's West Ham. Um, yeah, I, I could see them scoring, but it's just, you know, since City will be fresh, you know, you know, obviously the port has been cleared. Yeah. He's making the trip to London with the exception of Sané. They're going to have their choice of whoever they want to start and play. And it's just, I, I it's, it's very much a case of, you know, here, here they are here. They, this is about as full strength as they might ever be this season. There's, there's, there's no reason that City should, should drop points here. In my mind. Nope. No, I, 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 I think it should be, like I said, a 2 0 or a 3 1 victory for City and, and perhaps a, a little look at some of the, at some of the new blood that, that City yeah, has. I would, I would, I fully expect to see Rodri start this game. And I'm very excited for that because I'm very excited for him. I'm kind of wondering if, 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 if it won't be Fernandinho that starts though. Do you think Fernandinho is. No, because he got, didn't he get back pretty late? I don't know. And Rodri's had a full preseason because Fernandinho's with the Brazil squad. Yeah, that's true. I also can entirely see Fernandinho playing more center back than midfield this season. Especially yeah, since, that's... City, since City didn't sign one. I think I think in the end, Rodri and uh, yeah, Rodri's going to end up slotting into that spot and sharing time with, 
Gundogan when it's needed, but Fernandinho is going to essentially be defender number four to go with Stones, Laporte, and Otamendi. Because they that didn't probably sign one. Makes sense. And, and I can I'm okay with that, honestly. I I I I will be sad to not see Fernandinho get as much game time Me because too. I rather enjoy him. But I, but also I understand. know that the guy has the positional awareness and the intelligence to just adapt like that. Kind of it kind of mitigates it. Yeah. I I don't so. think he'll have a lot of problems with adapting to that position. So yeah, nor I, nor I. I think it's going to be a nice, quick, swift adjustment, yep. and he'll be like Laporte, playing, playing, playing regular football before too long. Yep. So, huh. exciting times ahead. Indeed, exciting um, times. Exciting times. That's the early game on Saturday, which sucks. But yep. I'm oh, just going to watch it when I wake up. Oh, <laughs> me, yeah. I'm not getting up, dude. <laughs> I believe in them. I have faith in them to, to handle their business. Yeah, they don't need me to get up at four in the morning. Like, it's just not worth it, not worth it, not worth it. <laughs> uh, but but as soon as I do wake up, that'll be the first thing I watch with my morning beverage. But, uh, yeah, I can't. I, I just, that 4.30 in the morning stuff kills me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Well, we wrap this one up. Um, and of course, we'll be back next week, I'm sure, to discuss this West Ham game. Um, until then, you can follow us on Twitter at America Citizens. You can search for us on iTunes, American Citizens. Uh, we're on Blog Talk Radio as well. Um, so, thank you for, for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you again next week. Enjoy the game. Come on, City. Um, and here's to another title winning season, hopefully. We can hope for the lot. You know, we don't have to compromise here. Well, That's we, true. We can hope for everything. Our, all of our wildest dreams coming true. So, for Josh, I'm Gray. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again real soon. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace out.